And we're back after a hiatus due to some sickness and lack of time. We're going to be talking lacrosse. We had no mortal lock, so of course we were 100% on the weekend. All the picks we would have made won. All the people that were losing covered the spread. It was great. And we got a few big games on the women's side, a few big games on the men's side. Is Syracuse left town again? Or maybe they're not. I don't know. But let's get to it. What's up, John? How are you? Good. Big weekend for you. It, it was. Yeah, we had a good good win on Sunday. Solid, solid dub. That's all we can hope for. Mm. So, got to keep working every day. Got a big game on Friday. How about big you guys? Game. You guys you guys got uh, a gauntlet this week, right? Three games. I wouldn't call it a gauntlet, but three games this week. Three games a gauntlet. Don't matter who you're, who you're playing against. It's a lot. But... How you feeling, your boys? Feeling good. I mean, eight and zero right now. Um, you know, if you, if I asked myself three months ago if I'd be happy at eight and zero, I would say a hundred percent. So just need to continue to get better. And you know, our goal was not to go eight and zero this year. Our, our goal was to win some uh, win some championships. So still got that left on the table. Yeah, that's great. It's. Um... You know, it's, it's interesting. The regular season is so important to sort of get to the championship, but then, like, the championships are what matters. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're in the same boat. We're, if you'd ask me being 9-1 and one here at this point, would I feel good about that? I'd say, yeah. And, uh, but now it's it's time to finish it with uh, a good finish down the stretch. So, mm-hmm. hopefully we can do that. Um, let's yeah. talk about some – let's talk about some other teams, though, not our own teams – and let's start with the the media poll that came out uh, today. Uh, Maryland number one, no surprise there on the men's side. Yeah, you know I think the most interesting part of this top five is is no UVA. Do you think that's appropriate? Um, I probably wouldn't have dropped them down to seven. I still think they're a top five team. Um, it's just the two recent losses stuff. I mean, dropping two of the last three, but. You know, there's a lot of good I mean, teams right now, but but has it, no one's hung with Maryland, so I don't no, really feel like that's necessarily a clear cut number one. I'm okay, right? With that. And like, do you take UVA at at seven? Do you take are their losses to Maryland and Richmond worse than um, Yale's losses to Penn State and Cornell? I I don't think so. I would probably have. UVA at five right now. I'm kind of okay with the top four. I'd probably put Princeton and Rutgers above Georgetown. Um, I just like them better. Yeah, you know what, though? I will say this. Uh, I think UVA's wins are not quite as good as Yale's wins. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate UVA being outside top five. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was through the... Two of the last three, it's hard. It's a lot of teams. A lot of good teams. Yeah. Bigger question, ACC. They have Yale or UVA at seven, mm. Notre Dame at 13, Duke 15, North Carolina 16, no Qs. Do you think they're sending four teams, or do you think they're sending more like two? Uh, 
I think it's more like two now. They're kind of kind of eating each other right now. Um, you know, you need Notre Dame, Duke, uh, North Carolina, kind of one of those teams needs to separate themselves. I think Virginia is the only team right now where if they don't win the ACC, I'd feel very confident of them getting an at-large bid. I can't really say the same to another team right now. Yeah, I agree. I think the uh, I think the ACA, ACC is is currently in a potential issue of being uh, a two bid conference, a two bid conference, which would be shocking. Um, not not at all the expectations, but I also see, could see them ending up being a four bid conference if you know, say Duke or North. Well, they really, all play each other. It's just tough. Yeah, I'm gonna say Duke just plays all ACC left. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna shake out. The other ones yeah. are no surprise: Georgetown, Princeton, Rutgers. Those all make sense. Yeah. I think yeah. probably you could put them in any order. Rutgers is obviously, you know, playing a lot better. And how are you feeling about your Rutgers hate right now? Um, we'll see after they play Maryland. You know, they beat Maryland. They'll. Uh, I'll come back around, but until then, I'm sitting pretty good. At, they played one other team in the top ten and and lost to them. So, um, I need I need to see it this weekend against Maryland. That's interesting. You uh, need to I see it against they, Maryland. They've beaten everybody else except Princeton, except for Princeton. And you're going to tell you you're going to see it against Maryland, who? Wax Virginia by nine goals, eleven yeah. goals, whatever. Yeah, I, 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 I was, right. I was very impressed in the last two Rutgers games. I thought they looked really good, but we'll see. Right. It's Maryland, different beast. All right, uh, women's side, no real conversation here, right? All the best teams are still ranked all in the top. Same, so yeah, no one's cracking in yet. Uh, Loyola had a chance to crack in almost. another week. Almost, yeah, they were right um, there, but. Not quite. Sure. Sure. So let's talk about the big games. Uh, let's start in the Ivy League. Yale uh, gets a 12-11 winner over Penn in overtime. Uh, did you watch this game? I did not. So I watched a bit of this. Penn is kicking themselves at the end of this one. They mm-hmm. uh, not only had a chance to score late in regulation, a doorstep look that got stuffed, but then they also had the ball on offense – in overtime and threw it to a covered Zach Hanley ended up being a turnover. Yale gets the ball goes the other way. It was uh man, a pen just not giving themselves a chance to win. Brutal. Brutal. Uh I did not watch the rest of that. I watched a little bit um at the beginning and you could tell this game was going to be back and forth the whole way and mm-hmm. um but Yale's really good. The Poquette, the goalie's darn good. The faceoff guy's darn good. Uh, Penn, I think, is like the team that's scariest to me because I think that they are – I don't want to say they're underachieving because I don't think that, but they're definitely a team that could be – they could beat anybody, literally beat mm-hmm. anybody in the country. They are really good. Um, but they could also probably lose to a lot of teams that maybe other teams would not lose to. As we were talking before, they have a high high floor or high ceiling and a, a low floor. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we saw 
their ceiling is if they play with anyone um, in the country. Um, but they, I think they got is it like just figuring out these tight games, you know, looking at their schedule, it's two goal loss to Georgetown. It's a one goal loss to Princeton. It's a one goal loss to Yale. Is it just that? Is it the closing few minutes of the game, figuring it out? I don't think so. I mean, Duke was a one-goal game that they won. Penn State was a one-goal game that they won. Villanova, one-goal game that they won. I think they know how to play in close games. I just think I, – I, I think it's more like how can they figure out how to be – to get to the 15-11 Cornell win, right, where they give themselves a little cushion and there's a lot of room for margin for error. But I don't, I don't know. They're, they're – I just think they're good, but Yale's is good. Yale's also good. I mean, mm-hmm. shocker! The Ivy League is filled with good teams, and all your Dartmouth hate—they—they they played Cornell though one goal game. Yeah, that was scary. I was—I was not ready for that. Yeah, but fortunately, you took Dartmouth in the points, so you were good. More to lock hit. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I think I think Dartmouth's good. They're 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 four and four, but. They're, you know, I wouldn't want to see them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the, the Yale's a good team. I, I don't think there's anything here. I think Yale and Penn are two of the best in the Ivies. I think the final four in the Ivies are Yale, Penn, Cornell, yeah. and Princeton. I think it shows they, in the in the polls, too. People aren't overreacting too much with uh, Penn being at eight and only four and three right now. Right. All right, so let's go to the ACC, the uh, the league that at the beginning of the year everyone thought would have five teams in and now is looking at maybe as little as two. And we'll start in South Bend where Notre Dame uh, absolutely blitzed the Syracuse Orangemen. They went up 9 nothing in the first quarter. They were up 15-3 at half and ended up winning 22-6. to And the game was probably not that close. Jake Taylor had eight goals, which is a Notre Dame record, along with some highlight reel stuff that was just insanity. I'm sure everyone's seen on social media. Um, it was a heck of a game from the Fighting Irish. And I think while Syracuse is mathematically still able to make the tournament, um, I think that this is this is the end of their road. They are now playing for next year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I, what a way to follow up your big, big home win versus Duke than uh, showing up at Notre Dame and laying an egg. Uh, this this was tough. This was surprising. I mean, I I did not see twenty two goals from Notre Dame coming up. We've talked about it at length on this podcast about like what Notre Dame was missing on offense, and I guess Jake Taylor not being on the field was what they were missing. Yeah, you know, I've said I've said from the beginning, I thought Notre Dame was going to figure it out. Like, I, I like their offensive group. I like their guys that play there. I think they're talented. I think they are the right pieces. You know, I think Jake Taylor inside definitely helped them quite a bit. I mean, he was really good finisher. Um, and he scored eight goals. That so tells you something. But mm-hmm. I also think that having a couple of those loosen them, loosen up the rest of the team. So all of a sudden, Jack O'Boy's couple of his shots are on cage and they score and Dobson and say, you know, I think that's the, – the key for Notre Dame is they just got to put the ball on cage. I mean, Jack Boyce has 10 goals this year – or nine goals and one assist this year, right? Like, he's better than that. Like, he scores – I don't know what he had. What did he have in his sophomore year or, or his previous season? He's 
been routinely a, a high Play level one. player, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I'm sort of surprised that, that this has been such a challenge for him. Yeah. So 21 goals last year. So basically one goal per game more than what he's averaging right now. So I think he's going to, I think he's going to end up being really, really good as they get down the stretch here. And mm-hmm. I think it's going to, I think Jack of boys is going to show through. I think, uh, I think Dobson's going to show through. I think that uh, Kavanaugh brothers will continue to do what they do. And then obviously Jake Taylor, um, you know, who knows what's happening with this guy. He's got. Yeah. And it's, it's another game. They don't need to score 22 goals to win every game. You know? No, no, no. They, they need about 12. Yeah. So um, I, I liked, I thought Notre Dame did well at the faceoff dot too. Although admittedly, Fop got himself in trouble early with some mm-hmm. early violations, and uh, and then he got a penalty. I think that hurt him, but I, I still think Notre Dame just found a way to make it at least a, a scrum, and that's what they need to do. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where they go from here. Uh, moving on to Duke-UNC, also a game that we thought might be close and turned out not to be. Uh, do you think there's more to be concerned about with UNC's lack of defense or more to be concerned about that they only scored six goals? Yes, the defense. I, I mean, yes to both. <laughs> uh, but more <laughs> more so for the defense, you know, that's it's hard to win games when you can't cover anyone. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree I mean, with that. Um, what, I'm looking at the box score, 15 goals on five assists. Like that's comes down to your one-on-one defense right there. Yeah, I mean Duke didn't have to pass the ball much to score, which is definitely no. I mean that could be by design. Maybe they were sort of you know not sliding to guys. I, I didn't watch mm-hmm. this game yet. I'm hopefully going to watch it today. Um, instead of the national championship, I'll probably watch Duke Carolina on lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I did watch the UNC Duke Final Four game. First full college basketball game I watched it all year. Well, hold the presses. You watch yeah. college basketball? I did. First how'd time. You feel, how'd you feel afterwards? It was a good game. <laughs> it was awesome. It's a, it's a great game. It's a great yeah. game. I, I'm a Duke fan. I wanted Duke to win that game, but, I mean, whatever. Whatever. I don't know. Now, now I don't know who I want to win because I'm not a Kansas guy. And it's hard to root for UNC in anything. I'm, I'm rooting for UNC. All right. Well, the only thing I say about UNC is they're ACC school, and I like ACC. So there you I go. To, You're an ACC man. That's right. Well, hopefully I'm a man. We'll see. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah. So I, I think you're right about that. I think that is very concerning their inability to play defense. But I, I personally, am almost equally concerned about the, the offense because. Like Duke's not been known to be a defensive team that gives up such few points, right? They they usually win games by you know mm-hmm. 12, 12, 10, right? Not fifteen six. So yeah, it's a little worrisome that maybe there is a problem on the Carolina midfield. Like maybe yeah, I, Chris Gray is the only guy this year. Like obviously Chris Gray is one of the best players in the country, but the supporting cast around them this year has taken a huge step back. I feel like they don't have that um, midi dodging that they had with like will perry tanner cook justin anderson like those guys are it's really hurting missing those guys 
Yeah, no, I agree. It's brutal. So, um, so we'll see what happens here. I mean, going down the stretch right now, it's going to be really interesting because UNC, UNC's schedule from here on out is UVA, Cuse, Notre Dame, Duke. Who are those schools? I've never heard of them. Right, but so, but they're the problem is they don't have. Uh, I don't think they have a at large resume. Their their wins are Richmond, Colgate, Brown, Hopkins, Denver, High Point, and Bellarmine. Oof. Only one of those teams is is, is ranked. If it, and actually, I'm not sure is Brown still ranked. I don't think they are actually. I don't think so. I think so. Yeah. So they have no ranked wins. Denver, Richmond. Oh, Richmond's Richmond's ranked. So Richmond's ranked 17. So they have one ranked one ranked win in in all of their schedule. I I just think that's a problem. Yeah. Like. They're going to have to beat UVA, Cuse, and Duke or Notre Dame. But at the same time, Notre Dame is playing for their life. Duke is playing for their life. So, I mean, is is a UVA, UVA, UNC, loser leave town game? No, because UVA is not got, UVA. I don't know. UVA doesn't have any teams either. Their best wins North Carolina, uh, North Carolina, yeah. and Notre Dame. Those are our two best ones. And it's this ACC beating ACC. Yeah, I guess they, they didn't really play that good at our conference schedule. And Duke's played freaking, what, 13 games already. And, oh, man. Yeah, and their out of conference schedule is not particularly strong. Richmond beat, they beat Richmond. That's good. Lost to Penn, lost to Loyola. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that the ACC. Has arguments on that many teams. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, playoff lacrosse in, in early April. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about uh, Richmond UVA. I didn't watch this game too much. I watched a little bit at the end um, and saw Richmond kind of pull away. I think it was 14-12 when I turned it on. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I thought thought Richmond did a nice job of just playing good defense, get the ball to offense, flush the pl- shot clock, and – Get a decent shot on cage. Is this just another poor shooting performance from UVA? I mean, I feel like didn't, they go hot and cold with shooting. Didn't see enough to know about that. Mm. Richmond caused a couple turnovers when I was watching. So, but I think this is from the score that's interesting about this is that it just puts Richmond in the driver's seat. SoCon, SoCon probably gets a second. Does SoCon now get a second bid because a second bid because they should send another team over an ACC school? With Jacksonville and Richmond's wins, I think those are the two teams. Uh, I still think we got to see how it it turns out. The rest, I mean, if High Point sneaks one a win in against one of these guys, that that could knock them out. But I think Richmond and Jacksonville kind of control their own destiny for um, at larges. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. Um, it's gonna be close though. No, for sure. It's gonna be interesting. Um, let's move on. Talk about SoCon. Jacksonville squeaks by high point 14-13. Did not see this mm-hmm. game. Don't know anything about it other than if Jacksonville wanted a uh, at large conversation, this was a must win game for them. Yeah, I was I was following this one on Twitter because I I follow High Point on there. Um, so it was. Back and forth, tight game, um, high point. Oh, man, they just 
not not their year this year. A lot of a lot of close games, a lot of close losses, but oof. It's tough because they they're not going to get another Asher Asher Knowlton walking walking in the door next year. So really tough. They couldn't make it work his senior year. Well, they still can. They're going to make the the SoCon tournament probably, mm-hmm. and they could obviously they can play with the best teams in the SoCon, so they could still win the title. Yeah, you know that would that would probably be the automatic second bid for. SoCon if if High Point sneaks in and wins it. Yeah, and then the second team who plays in the finals is probably getting the at-large. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, let's go talk about the Big East. Georgetown downs Denver 17-9. No surprise mm-hmm. here. Georgetown's the better team. Uh, Denver, what do we do with Denver? Where is Denver? Denver loser leaves town world. I mean, they... Two, they have five losses already. Yeah, they're out. Uh, stacked up with five wins. They got Villanova, St. John's, Providence, Marquette on their schedule. So, yeah, they don't have any meat left. Um, no, to just really... a Big East tournament. But, I yeah. mean, the game today kind of looked like Georgetown's head and shoulders better than everyone in the Big East. Yeah, I mean, I think there's obviously a chance that Denver will adjust and get it figured out. But this mm-hmm. is not their year, it doesn't seem like. So let's talk about the bracket breakdown. Auto bids, America East, ASUN, Big East, Big Ten, CAA, IV, MAC, NEC, Patriots, SOCON. Mm-hmm. Who do you see as the at-largest right now? So I think we got to go down that uh, that list and kind of pick some, pick some conference winners. I think there's a few ones that, um, that stand out. I think, I think Maryland in the Big Ten. Um, I think Georgetown, Big East. Uh, where are some other ones? Ivy League's a toss-up. I think ACC is a toss-up at this point. Um, Patriot, I think, has one of the more interesting ones, Sneaky, and SoCon. I mean, there's still a lot of um, auto bids. So I think I think if I'm locking in who's going to get an at-large bid, I'm going to go Rutgers, Big Ten, getting a bid. Because you think you don't think they can beat Maryland, probably. I don't think they beat Maryland. I think they can beat all the other Big Ten teams. I think they're probably the most deserving right now. I think Rutgers gets that at large bid. Um, yeah. Then I'm going to go over to the Ivy. I go to the Ivy for some uh, at large bids. I think they're two to three at large bids. Out of I think that, depending four, on how. I think they're a four team conference. I think all four of the finalists go. Yeah, I I I'm feeling that way too. So that's that's five. That's five. If we take all those Ivy leagues, um, so that puts maybe one ACC team. Um, I think you know we talked about the um, SoCon possibly. I think Patriot League is there too, depending on how Boston and Army shake out. I really, I'm not too sure on Boston's tournament resume i i think they they have a chance right now with their schedule coming up like yale princeton i think if they go if they win one of those and they don't win their tournament um they have a chance um i think army um is in the same boat as well where they gotta um finish strong but i think those are kind of your like at large bids i don't know do you see any no, I think that's about right. I think the ACC sends two teams. I think Big Ten sends two, and I think the Ivy send four. 
if that happens, uh, I think it's going to be um, really challenging for the SoCon or the uh, Patriot to sneak into yeah. second team. So we'll see. I mean, it also depends on who makes it, you know, in the ACC, right? Notre Dame turns the ship around, then I think everyone's got a problem. I think they're probably going to get in um, over some of the teams. But if it's like, you know, if it's they eat each other up and well, it might be different. So, like, let's just say hypothetically, like, Virginia wins wins out regular season, loses in the conference, and like a Notre Dame team that's like barely five hundred wins the ACC. Like, you got to put them in, right? If say that again. So I know the ACC isn't an automatic bid, but let's say a team underperforms the rest of the regular season, like a Notre Dame, but turns it on, wins two games in the ACC um, tournament. Are they in? I don't know. Large? Over a, like a Virginia who, let's say they win out the regular season, but then lose the ACC championship. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's I tough. Don't think I, yeah. Do we need to expand the expand the field? Uh, I mean, I think it'd be nice, but yeah, I think 32 teams would be a better, or 24, 24 would be a better number, really. I'm all for, for more lacrosse. Yeah, I just think there's a lot of logistics with lacrosse. Like, with only playing one game in a week, it's hard to play that many teams. Yeah. So, I think you just have to, you'd have to do back-to-back days, which would be tough. Mm-hmm. Or like Friday, Sundays, which would be really hard on teams. But, um, yeah, be interesting. Well, let's move on to the girls. Uh, I don't have a lot on the girls, man. I did not watch these games. Um, nope. But I, what I did see was that all the big players held serve, and there wasn't a lot of action. No, UNC not a lot of domi- shakeup. Yeah, UNC, Maryland, Northwestern, Boston College all dominated in their games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're looking at looking at some good lacrosse tone down the stretch, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. I feel like the top eight teams in the girls' yeah. side are just going to really Who's your dark be- horse out of this top five? Do you think that any of these teams have a chance? Mar- so, Maryland's, my, like Maryland's my dark horse. I think I think Maryland's got the best team that's not the top team. Mm-hmm. So I would probably take them as the dark horse. I think UNC still got the best team in the country. I don't see them losing. But if uh, if they were to lose, I think Maryland's the team that's going to do it. Boston College is 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 great too, but I, I don't know. I'm just like not dark, look at Boston College isn't a dark horse though. They're like no, not even close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think anyone in those top five um, can win. I I'd agree with you that UNC's heavy favorite right now, um, but I'm not. I wouldn't be super surprised if you know Stony Brook, Syracuse, Northwestern reach the title game. Um, but anyone outside that top five, I think, is big upset. I, I'm thinking if Florida can just get it together, I feel like they. I I I like that team. I mean, they're good. They lost three games early, four of their first six, and they've won. They've now beaten Q's, Drexel, Stetson, ASU, Mercer. So they got a little bit rolling here. But they don't have, like, some true challenge on their schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, until later. Vandy's pretty good. That'll be challenged. Temple's not bad. Um, I think uh, – yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think Florida's a good dark horse. Uh, Maryland's a good dark horse. Mm. I, I think Loyola is a good dark horse. I mean, they just played Q's to a one goal game, which is impressive. Yeah. Um, and know, they're sitting I, at 10 and one. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they've beaten the teams that they've played against, you know, reasonably well. So I, I like them as a dark horse as well. But I, I definitely think Maryland's the the team to sort of of the rest. Maryland's sort of the team to beat. Mm-hmm. I think one through five is is pretty straightforward. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Well, it was good. It was good pot today. It was fun. Fun talking lacrosse. Mm-hmm. God, I wasn't so, sick for this one. Yeah, we're not going to miss Thursday this week, everyone. We're going to be there. No. It's going to be awesome. We're going to get our hey, best. If you, like, <laughs> if you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe. Mash the like button. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at 101lacrosse. Uh, until Thursday, peace out. <laughs>